Hi everyone, my name is Shivansh, and you're listening to my and Good Thoughts podcast show, where it is my mission to interview great personalities from different walks of life and careers, and really dig deep down to know the story behind their success. I only invite guests that I personally love hearing to, and I'm pretty sure that you all will find great amount of value by listening to the insights, stories, mindset, and productivity tools and routines being shared by the co-hosts. In this particular episode, you are going to hear such valuable insights and lessons from Hardik Lashkari, who is a successful copywriter posting more than 50,000 followers on LinkedIn. I personally love listening to Hardik as he's one of the best storytellers I know and I had utmost fun recording this podcast particularly with him. He was also the guest judge in Monday Mike Days which is my public speaking workshops and I encourage you to actively listen to this particular episode and make some notes. Happy listening. Hardik, I want to start this podcast right away with the thing that I see on my screen. So people who are listening can't tell, but Hardik is sitting in, in a room and behind him is a whiteboard. On that whiteboard, I can clearly see MS Dhoni written on it. So Hardik, why is that? And first of all, welcome to the show as well. Thank you so much, Shivansh. And you, the first question that you have put to me is really very interesting because it is close to my heart. So the story starts on 24th September 2007. That was the day when India won the T20 World Cup and Dhoni became, Dhoni's journey started in cricket. Uh, he had already been playing for the last few years, but his journey as a captain started. And back then I was, what, 12 years old. I had no little to no idea of what cricket was and how, you know, captaincy and these things could appear because I used to watch it just for the sake of it. But that was the day when I realized that here was a person who is going to become a kind of love affair for me in the years to come. Because I was fascinated by his charisma that day. And then in the later years, once I started watching him more, both off and on the field. Because I am not someone who just watches MS Dhoni or follows MS Dhoni right. on the field. I'm really fascinated by how he, you know, operates himself off the field, mm-hmm. being a personal brand. And you can understand, the audience can also understand that uh, in today's world, we always say that, to be a personal brand, you have to be yourself. Yeah. And that's where I was completely blown away by this character that he completely, you know, pulls it off off the field also as much as it does he does on the field. So we're talking and about that, the authenticity. That was where the love of like yes, that was where the love affair started. And when I started studying him more, realized how he takes up the things. And I used to love one quote, which is written, you know, in the backside of my boat. Right. The quote that he would always tell in the uh, post-match presentations too. That don't focus on results, focus more on the process. Because process is more important. And Mm. I was like, yes, this is how it should all happen. That rather than focusing on results, you should always focus on building processes and habits. So then it became my favorite quote and Amazon became my love life. That's awesome. I think like he has uh, an autobiography or a biography written on him. And I I suppose you might have read it then. Mm. I have, I, I have, uh, you know, read close to 10, if I'm not wrong, 12 books on Amazon. Wow. 
That's awesome. So since we are on that, I know that Amazon is someone that you really look up to and you have learned a lot of things. Who will be other, if you have to pick like a couple of more people, two people that have a very huge influence in your life that you learn a lot from and they, they, they help you to change your personality for the good, for the better. And who were they and what were the lessons that you learned from them? Okay, great question. So one has to be my father because I've always considered that fathers are the most selfless and the most experienced mentors in life. So understand it like this, that we always go out, we hire a mentor, we pay them a very hefty amount, but yeah. then there is someone who has been there, done that all, and seen everything that we are right now experiencing. Mm. So for me, my father has played that important role. And uh, a lot of people already know, but those who don't know, I have a weekly catch-up with my father, where every Saturday, we are sitting in our room, it is closed from outside, no one is allowed to enter inside. And we discuss about everything from relationships to my career, to my agency, to my clients, to money, to finance, each and everything. Mm. And he never imposes his suggestion. He never imposes his advices or orders on me. He just tells me that Hardik, this might work, but at the end of the day, since you own all these things, so you have to own the decisions. Mm. So he has that influence on me where I can ask anything and everything from him and expect that he'll always come up with some amazing advice, some amazing suggestions for me. So that's first. Second is, of course, on screen, I have been hugely influenced by Shah Rukh Khan. And not just by his acting as such, but rather by his business acumen. Because he's one of those people who might not be the best actor that has been produced in the Indian cinema, but he's definitely the best businessman in Indian cinema right now. And I'm completely blown away by how he always thinks of money how he always thinks of branding and how he positions himself again on and off the field. So kind of Amos Dhoni and Shah Rukh Khan have that similar charisma, that similar characteristics, which makes them stand apart from others, other competitors. And that is something I've always been fascinated by. So these three people, uh, and of course, apart from them, Steve Jobs, Alan Musk, uh, APJ Abdul Kalam, Ratan Tata Sir, these all have been there, but by far my father, Amos Dhoni and Shah Rukh Khan, I have been the most influential people in my life. That's awesome. That's beautiful to listen to. Hadik, do you can you recall of any fond memory that you had with your father? That's an amazing. First of all, like uh, it's an amazing, uh, like you know, activity to do with your dad. That because a lot of times uh, kids, especially teenagers, young young people, don't have that level of comfort that they want to share their what is happening in their life with their parents but I do think parents are there to support us and to build that relationship with them where you can share things with them without also them not putting that judgmental uh, lens on so I think like that's a beautiful relation to have what is one of those fond, fond memories that you have with your dad while growing up uh, sure so I definitely remember one conversation that I had with my dad uh, since I belong to Jaipur city so there is a festival called as Makar Sakranti which is like biggest festival of Jaipur city where we fly kites and all mm -hmm. So on the morning of Makar Sakranti, my sister, me, my mom, and my dad were together having the breakfast on our breakfast table. And my dad asked me, like, I was really excited about Sakranti and all because I like flying kites and all. So my dad asked me, Hardik, why are you using manja? Manja is a special string, which is like the most powerful string that you can use to fly your kites and make sure that your, your kite stays for a longer time in the sky. Right. He asked me this question. And obviously I was dead. I know manja is the most powerful thing. Once you use that, there is no chance that anyone else would cut down your kite. Mm. 
And he again asked me that why just mancha? There are a lot of other threads also available that you can use, which might not be as expensive as mancha. Why do you still want to spend so much amount on mancha only? And I again repeated that because it is the most powerful, the most skillful thread available, and it will ensure that it does what I am buying it for. And then he told me that Hardik, if you want to become something in life, become a mancha, which means that becomes so powerful in life, becomes so skillful in life that people are ready to pay you 10x of what they are paying to other people. It all comes down from the skills that you earn because if you have amazing skills, then you can charge the premium amount. And that is something I have learned the most from my dad that as long as I can acquire new skills, upgrade myself continuously, there is no reason why I should be charging what the industry is charging. So I I usually charge 10x of what people charge in the copywriting industry, mm. but then I charge it based on my worth, based on the capability that I bring to the table. So this was one of the most amazing conversations that I so, had with my dad. That's amazing, man. I love the storytelling skills that you have. I've told that before. And for the people who don't know, uh, Hardik was also the first, one of the first guest judges in the Monday Mic Days, which is the public speaking workshops that I run every Monday. So Hardik and Piyush Kukreja were the first uh, guest judges who came there, who, uh, you know, provided insights, feedbacks to all the participants there. They also shared their journey and how, what they have learned in their personal life from speaking on stage numerous times. And Hardik, I have said that before, I love the way you tell stories and you weave, um, you know, you you weave around a concept, you make, make us understand a very important topic by narrating a story. So I have two questions for you. First, we'll start with uh, copywriting because I think, the next question is related to storytelling. So I do think storytelling will fall under that copywriting. You were mentioning about copywriting. How did you get into it? Because uh, I remember that you told me that you started as a CA. So if you can briefly like tell us, you know, how, how, how has your journey been after you maybe graduated from your undergrad and uh, until now, or what all the skills that you have acquired, what are all the different fields that you have been into? Okay. So this, uh, this story actually does not start after I was into CA. This story started right when I was born. Because I was born on 24th August. And coincidentally, if you go by the birth sign, I'm a Virgo by nature. And Virgos are always said to be the most romantic lovers of this world. So whatever they do, they have to be romantic. And that actually, you know, kinds of, uh, which is why I'm, I'm really fascinated by writing and by MS Dhoni. Uh, Virgos are always the most romantic people of this world you have to attach love with them. But then what happened? I come from a Banya family, a typical business class family where money and business were imparted in me right since my childhood. And uh, in, come, in came 10th standard and my parents wanted me to become an engineer and probably earn a six-figure income. Whereas I didn't even know anything about science. I was so duffer in science that I would not even understand what's the difference between atom and neutron. So that was my level of understanding with science. Coincidentally, I failed in science in 10th standard, and then I had no other option but to take up commerce in 11th standard. Yeah. And once you take up commerce stream, you're only left with very limited career options, chartered accountancy being one of them. Mm -hmm. So after 12th, and since I was inclined towards numbers, as I previously mentioned, I started with chartered accountancy course. I cleared the entrance exam, I cleared the executive level, and I was doing internship very uh, successfully with a chartered accountant. But in between came that uh, circle of life, which is called as Virgo, where, you know, you have to fall in love with someone. <laughs> I also fell in love with a girl, a very beautiful girl. 
I fell in love with her, and finally, gathering a lot of courage, I proposed her one day. She denied. She denied me on my face in front of seventy people, and then for the next two months, I was under severe depression. Like I would just lock myself in the room and would not talk to anyone else. I didn't even care about chartered accountancy then. And that is when I was introduced to the world of writing. So I always tell people that write. I didn't happen to writing. Writing just happened to mm-hmm. me coincidentally. So I started writing to you know just heal my pain and express my thoughts. That was my initial journey into writing. But once I realized that uh, yes, there is a professional career, there is a bright future that you can build out of writing. I thought I do not want to do CA anymore. I do not. I didn't want to restrict myself to uh, a laptop or a four by four cabin. Rather, I wanted to go outside, talk to people, and make that my profession. And that's when writing became my profession. And at a very very later stage, probably uh, three years down the line, I realized that something called as copywriting also. So I learned about copywriting. I saw what copywriting means, how I can use it, how I can improve at it, and that's how I built my career, built my agency in right. copywriting and in personal brand. So that's a short, uh, no short journey. Of- so Hardik, when you were uh, first of all, I'm sorry you have to go through that, and when you were, uh, you know, in that state and. You were writing all whatever is going in your head, all penning down all these emotions. So, were they just more like journaling that you were just doing it for yourself? And once you did it for I don't know a couple of weeks, and that is when you or decided or realized that okay, I love writing, and uh, you're like okay, this is something that I should do uh, in the long run. And then you started learning more about it. So, like what I'm asking is that you know finding passion is a very interesting concept. A lot of people uh, have a lot of different views on it. I am. personally trying to see what um you know what i want to do in in the long run so as you mentioned that writing happened to you so in that sense it it came to you but what are your advice for the people who are trying to find their passion because i think purpose knowing your purpose and having a clarity in your mind what you want to achieve helps you to be more productive it wouldn't make you feel lethargic unproductive because you know what you want to do that's you're something passionate about so how do you think people can find that passion who are on that quest of finding their passion okay so first of all i'm not sorry about that incident because if she wasn't there i wouldn't be a writer today so she was one of the most beautiful things that ever happened to me uh coming back to your question i always tell this to people that there is a difference between uh see we all have passion in our uh, life i have i am passionate about traveling you may be passionate about cricket someone else may be passionate about modeling but that passion will remain passion unless and until you start earning out of it mm. because frankly life is too small to just go behind your passion and even if you are not earning so eventually you have to make that your profession too so i always tell people that whatever the profession that you may have you might have 10 or 12 or 15 passions too but just choose one of them and make it your profession which means you should be earning out of it 24 into 7 and as long as you can do it you can live other 14 passions like passions like hobbies you don't have to think a lot about it but if you just go behind finding a passion someone someone might have a passion in traveling but then there are professional travelers also mm. who get paid out of traveling the world and Absolutely. visiting to new places so that has become a profession for them because if you can't earn money out of your passion you cannot sustain it for a longer period of time eventually you will have to ditch your passion and start focusing on things which will pay you mm. so either you do the things which pay you even when you don't like it 
or the things that you like it you start earning money from right that's the only way how you can sustain your passion and again the thing is you cannot find passion just by watching motivational videos or listening to a lot of amazing podcasts like this or reading what other influencers are doing you have to test the waters yourself right i was passionate about writing but i couldn't you know realize that whether i'll be able to make a career into it or not mm. till the time i worked enough with enough clients and i wrote adequate words once i did that i realized that yes people are liking my content people are liking my writing and now is the time for me to jump into it full fledged so that's what i always suggest people that if you want to go ahead and make your profit or uh, like live with your uh, passion forever sustain your passion forever try and making it a profession get income out of it and then only you will be able to do it awesome thanks for sharing that hardik that was really um insightful and i want to uh, ask a very personal question because you know uh, one of my vision and one of my motives i'm very honest about it i'm very blunt about it with everyone about this podcast episode that yes i do want people to come and listen to you know all of these amazing guests that i'm bringing but also there are personal consultations calls for me where i actually ask questions that i believe uh, the other person will help me with so let me be selfish for a while and i think if someone is listening to us might be in the same similar situation similar shoes that i am in and we would love to hear your thoughts on it my question is i have been creating content for 2 years now and that is something that i like i would say yes i am passionate about i love talking in front of the camera i love sharing my thoughts i love being able to help others you know overcome their stage fear or with any any thoughts anything that i have learned i'd like to share that with other people but at the same time i have been doing it for 2 years now so i've never had a paid course never had a paid product right and i was listening very funny because i was listening to this uh, podcast by andy frazella where he said that you create a product you make it good then you put it at a reasonable price or a good price that you know uh you know is worth while for the product you are creating and then you sell it so you, it's also about and then another person was vishen lakhiani he had a similar um from mind valley have you heard about him vishen lakhiani from mind valley yes i have he i was listening to I one have. of his videos and he he mentioned the same thing that he got in touch with one of the mentors because vishen had the similar thing like he couldn't have something uh like a paid product he did he couldn't do it because he thought like okay, this is not you know something that i can relate to or something that i connect myself to but then it was like okay if you're not doing that it may be you lack confidence in your your skills in your knowledge that you can't ask a price out of it and why i'm asking this question because when you were mentioning that your passion should should be something that you can make profession out of and now i'm struggling with how do i make this profession passion of mine a profession where i can actually you know uh, provide more premium content to other people and also uh, ask um, you know something monetary in return so how do i go about that and what are the mental blocks that i need to break uh, to get out of that because i, I don't want to feel like a you know snake oil salesman but also i want to create a product and also start uh, my journey into uh, into a more premium content based content creator okay i think a very a very good question a very thought provoking question too so first things first if you want to be successful and this is something i've always learned from my dad that never be hesitant to talk about money there is a very famous proverb in hindi i do not know its english translation but maybe our audience will themselves find it there is a very famous proverb in hindi which says ghoda agar ghas se dosti karega to khayega kya so you always have to think of money terms if you are a business owner or if you have anything to do with your livelihood because frankly if you are just doing it for the sake of passion you cannot go tomorrow to a shop, uh, to a supermarket 
and buy something in return of your passion. You cannot say that, hey, here is five notes of passion. Can you please give me 200 grams of uh, cereal or two biscuit packets? They are not going to do that. They're going to take money from you and then only going to give you certain things. So first of all, don't be hesitant to talk about money. Focus that, yes, if I am doing something, if I am devoting my time over here, if I am devoting my energies, I should get paid. Not now. It is not necessary that you get paid right now only. But you should think whether you're building a very sustainable stream for you, where even if you're not getting anything right now, will there be a chance, will there be a point in time where three years down the line, two years down the line, you will start earning from it? Then you are actually investing your time in something. But if you don't know whether you will start to uh, earning two years down the line or three years down the line also, then you are just spending. And there's a huge difference between spending your time and investing your time. Right. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, since you asked me this question related to you or only, I would suggest you to go and see what Raj Shamani does. Now, Raj Shamani is also a content creator. He is also a podcaster. He invites guests on his podcast besides creating a lot of content. Right. But what he does on the basis of that content, first of all, he has an amazing following base where people listen to him and he is a very loyal uh, follower base also. Mm. That helps you collaborate with brands too. Because there are a lot of brands who are looking to leverage your uh, network, your connection list to get promoted. So that's the first thing that you can do. The second thing is, because I have seen Monday, Monday Mics is your, uh, right? Days, am, yeah. am I? Monday Mics, right? Monday Mike Days. So what you can always do, see, there will always be a dart of good trainers who can teach other and coach others about public speaking. So you can simply go ahead and take up one-to-one consulting sessions or a group consulting session, teaching people how they can improve their public speaking and charge in return of time. That's the second thing that you can do. The third thing that you can do for yourself is because if you earn a lot of Instagram following, if you earn a lot of YouTube subscribers, that way you can also open your doors to AdSense income. There's a huge AdSense income that is on the, that is on the platter once you have that particular view. And of course, when you do that, you also know how to do it for yourself. So there is a good chance if you have done it for yourself, you will be able to do it for others. Right. The idea is to find that what I am doing is something that I cannot just do for myself. If I can do it for myself, there are likely chances that I will be able to replicate it for others too. Mm. I have to find a way how to replicate it. And once I have found the way, then I can easily monetize it, the replication. So the replication is the main thing. I have to understand what I did, what were the results of this? Why did I get the success that I am receiving right now? And can I replicate this success for others too? If yes, then you have built a very sustainable income stream for yourself. Well, thanks so much, Hadik. That was really helpful. Um, and uh, for me personally, and if someone listening to this have the same thing going on, you know, like uh, I've always been like a person who wants to provide. When I started, I said that okay, my purpose is to, to start creating content was to, First of all, I said that, that yes, it's for me more than anyone else, because if you want to help someone, you first need to be at that level that you can say that, okay, I'm ready to help you. So I said in the beginning, I'm not like not right now, even right now, I'm, I'm developing myself, I'm laying my foundations, but I have, over the past two years, I've acquired those skills, I've become a better speaker, I've become a better content creator. My second reason was that, okay, I want someone to take that leap of faith and look at me and go like, okay, this guy can do it, so I can do it. But what, what I realized for the last two years that I was always providing these free, like I have ran a couple of different free boot camps. So I had this content creation boot camp where there were 20 people. I personally coached them for a month. 
uh, where a lot of people started their content creation journey. And even that time, because if I thought, okay, if this is my first time as well doing something like this. So I'm not ready to charge people for it. With Monday Mike, it's just my first time doing something like this. So I was like, okay, I'm not ready to charge for it. Again, like right now, I was thinking of creating a course around public speaking, content creation, or mind, mindfulness, mindset, anything that I have learned. But I feel like, okay, this is my first time. I'm not ready for it. Again, like this thought keeps coming up. So I am trying to like, you know, uh, to get over this notion because Andy Frisla, this sentence when he said that you have to create a product, service, business, where it is fruitful to other people, it's productive, like it's it's helpful. And then you charge a price for it because you know you believe in that product. So I think it comes from that, you know, like for you as well, you are into copywriting. So when you go to clients, you know, as you mentioned that I know I'm a manja, like I have worked on my skills. I can charge, you can demand that premium from them. So I think like that, that might be the right perspective for me to have right now. Yeah. And one more thing, what also happens before, because you ask this question, Whenever people come to me, they say that I want to help others. And then there are people who say I want to earn money. But what people don't understand that these both things are not mutually uh, exclusive. You can help others while earning money and you can earn money while helping others too. You don't have to choose one of them. You can choose both of them and still do very good in your career. For example, if you see technically what startups also do or what any business does, they help you. They help you in finding a solution to your problems because if you don't have a problem, you don't have a solution, you're not going to buy a product or a service. So you have a problem and they help you find the solution. But in the process of doing, doing so, they also earn money. So business actually, you know, the fundamental, uh, the fundamental core of a business is where you help others, but also earn money side by side. You just can't do one of these. Yes, there are definitely people, but then who only help others are called not-for-profit organizations. And people who just earn money without helping others or who cheat are called scamsters and fraud people. So for a business, if you are a business, you are a legitimate business, you are always going to do these two things where you will help other people also find a solution to their problems or solve their pain points. And at the same time, you will earn money for yourself. So you don't have to choose one of them. You can choose both of them yeah. and still be very successful, very sustainable in your career. That's a beautiful explanation for that, Hadik. Thank you so much. And I want to move ahead with uh, copywriting because that's something you're very passionate about. And um, I started my you know, question with how did you get into it? Now we know the story behind how did you get into it? I want to ask what are the skills uh, in co like, you know, co copywriting is also very big, uh, big big field so if someone is beginning their career in copywriting how did you find your initial clients or what were your process if i if we say that that how did you learn how did you start learning it was it from youtube videos did you learn it from books was it just a lot of, of practice and then how did you find your initial clients okay so i believe uh, one thing that i have learned late in my copywriting career but if someone was starting their copywriting career today or even if i was starting my copywriting career today i would tell myself only one thing the most important thing that while copywriting is said to be a subset of marketing in reality copywriting is a subset of human psychology forget about marketing forget about anything else if you know uh, you know, if you can gauge human emotions, if you can talk to people in a language that they understand, you're going to be a very successful copywriter. The first step is this, talk to people and understand what they want to say. Mm -hmm. And that is why I always tell people that to be a good copywriter, you don't have to be a very good copywriter. You have to be a very good listener. 
and as long as you can be a very good listener you can be an average copywriter also and still be a star copywriter in the eyes of people because the most important thing is when you are doing copywriting you are persuading people to take action and people don't take action on themselves they are the most like humans are the most laziest uh, uh, living beings on the planet earth they want to take action on themselves unless they are motivated they are influenced they are forced or they are beaten <laughs> you cannot beat other people of course you have to do the three, uh, do you have to do the two other things you cannot force also people so you have to persuade them you have to influence them and then only they are going to take action what you are telling them to take so that is where copywriting comes into the picture so the number one skill has to be that even if you don't know anything about copywriting just go out go to a lot of events if possible right now we have to restrict ourselves to our home because of covid but then also join a lot of networking you know online networking events be a part of as many whatsapp groups as possible be a part of as many discord groups as possible related to your industry and just very patiently listen to what people are saying i also use quora for it i use reddit for it i use linkedin for it basically 90% of my job gets done by just listening to people probe them to speak as much as possible just be a very active listener, listener as shivang shivash is doing right now being very active in listening to me just be that active listener and as soon as long as you are a very active listener you are going to find a lot of copy ideas or a content ideas so that's the first thing of course apart from that once you actually get into copywriting then you have to learn how to communicate your message in the minimum words possible concise is the key you have to be concise you have to crisp and say everything possible in the minimum words possible mm. that's the second thing and that comes from practice that cannot come from seeing any course that cannot come from you know spending millions and billions of rupees on mentoring that comes from practice mm. so what you can do for practice and this is something i used to do and even i do it today also say if i have written an article on 1500 words today tomorrow i will go back to that article and try that if i can summarize this article in about 800 words i do that the day after tomorrow i am going to again sit on that article and concise everything in 600 words the day after that 400 words that 200 words and then 280 characters and the moment i have written 280 characters which is the maximum character limit allowed for twitter i know i have communicated the most important thing that i wanted to communicate from this article mm. and that is where copywriting comes into the picture so if on a given topic you can write anything in 280 characters also and then you can write 1500 words also then you know you have become a very good copywriter so this is what i do every single day whenever i am writing something next day i come back to it i take some time out for it and try that if i can reduce the words to 50% 40% yeah. 30% whatever i can that really helps uh apart from that about the clients that you asked how do i acquire clients or how i would acquire clients in the beginning in the see uh, back then was i was starting linkedin was still a job search engine hmm. linkedin was not what it is today it has turned into something so sensational more, yeah. today but back then it was a job search engine so it was difficult for me i had no option but, but to work with these agencies who would pay peanut amount to me but i had to work because that was the only option i had eventually i have realized that linkedin is by far the best thing that you can have right now if you are not on linkedin then you are losing out on something really big so get on linkedin create consistent content and that way you can acquire a lot of clients that's the first thing and then of course when you start doing that once you learn 
you learned a few things and you unlearned a few so in the starting don't be afraid people say that you know don't go on these freelancer platforms like upwork freelancer etc i tell people to go over there also just see why people are telling you not to go over there experience it for yourself go on upwork go on as many sites as possible build your portfolio and work with clients over the times you will learn that these are the things you should take care of and these are the things you should not do in order to succeed in copyright That's amazing, Hardik. I, I want to uh, ask a lot of follow-up questions, so we'll begin one of. First of all, I want to ask, like, if you are available for twenty more minutes, if we can uh, keep going. I know I, I said that it'll it'll be for forty minutes, if that's okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm okay. Awesome. It's just I'm enjoying uh, this. So. Me as well. So, Hardik, who are your uh, top copywriters that you look up to in in the copywriting industry that you would recommend people to start following or learning from? If there are some names that you would recommend. Uh, Yes, definitely. So, of course, uh, one is father of advertising, David Ogilvy. If I'm pronouncing his surname right, I'm not sure. I always mispronounce his surname, but David Ogilvy, uh, the father of advertising, that's the one person I look up to. He has been an amazing, amazing person. Like the father of modern advertising, has he has he's very fondly called. So that is one. Apart from that, I look up to a lot of copywriters. They may not be very famous. They may not be that prominent. but if i like someone's content i follow them consistently then and i do it with twitter i do it with linkedin i do it with instagram too so i spend most of my time reading and consuming good content and that is where i don't have a very favorite copywriter right now in my mind that this is one person i always eagerly look up to but i always look up to very good copy irrespective of their title position and the numbers of experience years of experience that they already have if they write very good copy if they write very good content i am going to follow that so that way you know kind of my following also keeps on changing because for 15 days i'm following one person and then for the next 15 days i'm following someone else and it, that's how you learn the, these different perspectives as well because all of these guys would have their own way of writing and also looking things at so you kind of you are getting the best of all of them in a sense so hardik uh, are there any books or um, any resource material that you would recommend people that they can go to and learn copywriting because i do think like copywriting is a very big skill and as you mentioned it's not just about writing it's so much bigger than that it's in your communication in your day to day life you are when you are a content creator even your captions uh, in a way are copy so we can people learn and what are some of the resource materials uh so one book that i would definitely recommend is cashvertising one of the best books on copywriting if you want to learn and excellent copywriting that is one book i would recommend so can you spell that for uh, me is it cash c a s h cash advertising cash advertising so basically it is a uh, uh, combination of cash plus advertising got it so cash advertising so nice. that is one book that i always recommend second is it is not necessarily related to copywriting but more of storytelling and more of these things building a story brand by donald miller amazing amazing book if you want to learn storytelling if you want to get if you want to learn you know how to do very good branding building a story brand is one of the best books that i have come across who's the author again and donald miller okay so that's the second book the third book that i would recommend is uh, start with by start with why by simon sinek of course that book is not specifically for copywriting but if you just want to learn what goes into the mind when you are creating anything start with why has to be the book that you should read more often so like i i am someone who reads a lot of books but then also i keep going back to these books again and again mm-hmm. and just finding gold nuggets from these books 
So these three have to be on the top form. Right. So these are for um, for copywriting, and while we are at on the topic of books, other than these, what were the books that had an impact on you? Maybe not about copywriting, because you mentioned that you read books. So are there any books not for copywriting that you would recommend? Sure. So one is again. Uh, I generally read more books about money and storytelling because storytelling is one thing where I just want to improve myself as much as possible. So stories at work by Indranil Chakrabarti. It is more about business storytelling as such. So people who are not into business and not into storytelling might skip it. But people who are into storytelling, even in the remotest place, should definitely read stories at work because there Indranil teaches you a lot of things, what to take care of, and how you can actually communicate your message through storytelling. So that's one book I would recommend. The second is the Psychology of Money, a very good book if you want to learn how money works, what it is like to be money-minded, and how you can earn, invest, and spend money in a very wiseful way. The Psychology of Money has to be the second book. The third is Think and Well Like Dhoni, because as I mentioned in the starting, that I'm yeah. you know, I read books about him a lot. Think and Well Like Dhoni was one book that I really love. Uh, it is by an Indian author called Spurti Sahare. Uh, one of very budding uh, authors right now, and she has written it very beautifully. So, think and will like Dhoni will be the third on my list. Awesome! Thank you so much for sharing all these uh, books. Um, Hardik, have you always been a person who learns by reading? Like, are you also, you know, like I am a person who struggles with reading, and I do think it's a habit that I should pick up more. I do learn more from audio books or from podcasts as well. So, what are your ways of learning new new skills or new things? So till 2020 February, I was just like you. I would consider book reading to be a sheer waste of time. That I have to pick up a book, read 300 pages through it, and then learn something out of it. I would rather watch a lot of videos, listen to a lot of podcasts, and read a lot of articles. But then came lockdown. I got a lot of time, and one of my friends suggested me that Hardik, since lockdown is there and you have a lot of time at home, just read this one book. And she also recommended me one more thing: that while you are reading a book, just don't read a book, consume it. And what what did what did she mean by consuming? To make notes side by side out of whatever I'm learning out of. So start with why was the book that I picked up in March 2020, and the habit that started with start with why hasn't stopped. So till date, I have read like I have read over 35, 40 books, and the last Sunday there was a book market. I bought another 15 books that I'm going to finish as soon as possible. So, like you, I was also, you know, I even today, whenever I am, uh, whenever I'm into a gym or whenever I'm jogging or walking into a park or driving car, I usually listen to podcasts because that is that is where I don't have to, you know, read the book. I can just tuck in or, uh, or turn on the Bluetooth speaker of my car and just listen to the podcast. I read a lot of articles in a day, but what I've realized from books, that books are the most structured material that you will get on a topic. So generally a podcast would continue for 40 minutes, 45 mm. minutes, one hour, two hour at max. An article would be a 1500, 2000, 2500 words. And similar goes for a, a video. Also. You cannot watch more than 15, 20, 25 minutes of video. But book is the only uh, resource where you get the very structured material on a topic. You get to read 300 pages. You get to understand what the author was thinking. Yeah. And if the author is as skillful as Simon Sinek, you actually get to understand what these companies, why these companies are where they are today. Mm. So we always get fascinated by Apple. That why Apple is the most valuable company of this world. 
but actually when you read startify you realize that apple did not do anything very significant they did a very small thing but their success lies in that small so books have helped me understand that thing and then i have consumed a lot of content by creating so only very recently i started with notion i was introduced to notion by one of my friends yeah and amazing at this that. i was blown away by notion so i started you know writing down my notes into notion and my target is that with every book that i read i'm going to create a summary in notion uh-huh. and then two years three years five years down the line 10 years down the line i will feel happy that i read so many books and i have a database of so many books in my notion so that is what my target is that's awesome and a uh, notion is a great application before this i was uh, recording another podcast episode with varun he's uh, you will be surprised how the keys he got into iit hyderabad when he was 15 years old for doing his undergrad okay so yeah it's a great uh, great guys so we were talking about notion as well for everyone listening to us notion is a great way of making a notes uh, it's got, spelled as n o t i o n i got to know about it from ronit magnani he he shared about this tool and i've been using it and i love it uh hadik what like how did you build that habit of reading now you have been reading so much do you think like it's a lot about picking the right book in the beginning as you mentioned if someone is as skillful as simon sinek you would fall in love with reading and once you do that it becomes a habit so what do you think uh is a good way of building that habit of reading okay so first things first well i have already read as i mentioned that i have read 35 40 books till date in the last one year i have picked up more than 80 books but the other 40 books i started reading but if i didn't like it the first 15 20 pages i found it boring i just dropped it and picked up another book all right so the most like the biggest problem that people have while when uh, why they can't read books is because they want to finish what they have started mm-hmm. they just want that if i have started something and the second thing is people always go by the books that others are recommending yeah so people always recommend these books and they say that okay i have to read this book because if he got benefited by this book i should also get benefited don't ever think of it i told you six books that i like the most and i would recommend to others but there could be a chance where you don't like the books that i have been reading and i right. don't like the books which you are reading right so it's okay to pick up a book read the first 15 20 pages and if you don't like it it doesn't make sense where you spend a lot of time then you will waste your time on that book so rather drop that book read some other book which you feel fascinated about which you are interested in and then in a later stage of time if you understand that okay now that book is something i want to pick up once again pick it up if you don't want to pick it up again just sell it or just keep it in your book library for uh, to mm. give to a friend you don't have to pick up every book that you read that's the first thing the second is the habit of making notes because now when i read when now when i make notes i am not in a hurry to finish a book every 3 days so i am not targeting that i have to finish two books every week or uh, 100 books in a year i'm just targeting that i want to consume as many books as possible yeah and when i say consume i want to create notes i if i have learned something out of that book i want to connect it to my personal life or my so professional life it. yes so that i can remember it that's the most important thing so for example what happened you know and since i'm a content creator it also helps me generate a lot of content ideas yeah so when i read about apple from start with why and actually went back and see why other successful companies are also successful so why disney is successful why nike is successful why uh, uh for example why nestle is successful why alibaba is so successful why reliance is so successful and i read that these all companies have somewhere 
kept their why very clear hmm. so like apple they might not have told their why very clearly but inside on their website inside their organization everyone knows the clear why so that helped me connected this particular concept to the real life experience also and now i want ever forget it because when someone says about apple i can give them six other examples also yeah that's the power of consuming more yes. uh, consuming books and learning something out of that right so how to uh, recap the first one was that it's not that you pick every book that you would find interesting so it's okay if you don't find it interesting and when you were mentioning i was like yeah that's so true i had like 10 books and i could only finish three or four of them and i never got to finish the rest of them but a couple of books that i did read were elon musk biography satya nadella's biography ikigai so these were really interesting and i you know finished them very fast and sometimes i don't even read past the 15th page so i do think like that's that's really good the second uh, if you want to recap the second one is to become an a consumer of the book and when you were consumer mentioning it them. when you were mentioning it I, i i was thinking about it and it's just my thought on it i think yes audiobooks podcasts are a great way of learning they they have made knowledge more accessible we can listen to them anywhere but at the same time i think it's passive learning not active learning because you usually are cooking i i am cooking food and i'm listening to something so my mind is half air in making sure that i don't burn that pasta in front of me which i almost always do but half of my mind is also in listening listening to that but what you were mentioning is that once you sit down and make notes it's an active way of learning you're actually into it you're making notes you're just not reading or just listening you are also thinking cognitively so i do think like that's why it will stay longer with you and it's a better way of um, consuming content so thanks for sharing that hardik uh, i want to talk about let's let's move into uh, toastmasters your journey with toastmasters and public speaking as i've mentioned that i love the way you speak and narrate stories and you're a great con- conversationalist yourself what are like let's start with how did you get into toastmasters and very quickly if you want to share your lessons for public speaking or communication to the people sure so my journey with toastmasters and has been a lot of ups and downs because i was procrastinating it for almost 3 years 3 years ago i was introduced to the toastmasters for the first time and i wanted to join that organization right away because it fascinates you toastmasters is such an amazing platform where if you go there once you want to go there every week but then i was procrastinating it for good 3 years i would every week just on monday i would think that this saturday when there is a meeting i would get registered myself yeah. i would get registered myself and yes i would start my journey and then every saturday i would be like no i have a meeting today so i'll now do it on monday yeah. and that is how i was doing it i can But relate to that <laughs> why i always tell people that you know 2020 while it may have bring a lot of uh, unprecedented outcomes for us two things have happened that have changed my life forever one that i have started reading books the second i have been into toastmasters so then in december 2020 i realized that i have to go into toastmasters now right and once i went there once i you know prepared my icebreaker speech because that's how toastmasters works that your first speech is the icebreaker speech where you have to introduce yourself to the members yeah. and then followed by it there is a very structured pattern of preparing your speeches delivering it giving evaluations taking feedback preparing for table topic and all so for anyone who wants to go into public speaking even even if you don't want to become a speaker as such but just want to improve your communication skills toastmasters is probably the best platform followed by monday my days toastmasters is the best platform to yeah and i would be very honest like i did get the idea of monday my days from toastmasters and i've been to a couple of those uh, 
meetings as well and that's where i uh, brought in some concepts uh, how they they run things but just with you know like a bit of my my touch into it so yeah that's that's something that i got inspired from as well but sorry to interrupt so, you yeah so, toastmasters has been you know that kind of uh, my love for public speaking actually started uh, so as i mentioned during monday my days too that once there was a competition where more than 40 participants from across various mncs and organizations were participating i also participated in it and won the championship and that's when i realized that yes and what was uh, the topic the do you future, remember what were you talking on that like what was think the think or sink so either you sink with uh, the changes or you sink in the water and i remember i gave the example of kotak that kotak yeah kotak right. cameras were you know the industry leaders but just because they could not sink with the changes and they could not innovate we do not like today's generation doesn't even know about kodak uh, cameras so that was that was my speech over there and that's when i realized in the future and uh, like as i narrate stories too i want to be a professional storyteller not now but probably someday in future i'll try becoming a future uh, i wouldn't be surprised if i find you if i find you becoming that in future yeah so that is what i want to do and that is why i keep on you know practicing public speaking whenever i get time i speak a lot i have also started recording reels now uh-huh. just to remove that uh, camera fear because i am a little fearful towards camera too sometimes so i started recording videos started putting myself in front of people it might be it might be very weird it might not look good in the starting but then of course once you start you always have that scope of improving further improving later so that is what i want to, that is what i want to do absolutely so what are your lessons for the people who are in the beginning of their public speaking journey or maybe somewhere in the middle they have started they are working on it they have been to stage a couple of times maybe they haven't so how would they start their public speaking journey and get over that stage fear what are your uh, lessons or insights one is put yourself out there record videos put a lot of reel is a very good thing where you just have to speak for 15 30 seconds and you can get away with it so start with reels record yourself every day don't procrastinate over there record yourself for 15 30 seconds see how does it go it will take a lot of retake so even today whenever i am recording a video i sometimes takes up to 15 20 25 retakes too which is completely okay i also fumble i also make a lot of grammar mistakes i also do not sometimes get words in my mind which is okay everyone has been through and this is one thing i'll tell you shivansh this is one thing that i learned by watching ankur variko ankur variko the co-founder of nearby right. has been one of the best orators right now on social media That's true. and even he fumbles sometimes he he even even told this on one video that he cannot speak vulnerable in one go he fumbles doing that but if that person can be such an amazing orator and still fumble what is stopping you from doing so that's the first thing that record yourself out there till you don't record you will not get the feedback until you don't get the feedback you want it second if possible build a habit of narrating stories because no one has that time or the capacity to listen to your to a longer period of time mm. if you don't know how to narrate stories you Is might not like... you might be very novice at you know narrating stories right now mm-hmm. but you will only improve with time so write a 200 word story every day a 150 word story every day pick up your call dial a friend and tell him that today i want to narrate a story to you and you will see over the time that the narrating the narration skills the storytelling skills will improve so these so could these be just the things. so when you say stories that's an amazing uh, amazing 
like I think way a tool uh, are these just a story from your day to day life like something that happened or you create a story a fictional story like is that just what happened whatever you? you want whatever you want if you want to create a fictional story if you are that good at creating a fictional story great but even if you are not great at thinking imagining and creating fictional stories we all have certain experiences mm-hmm. in 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 our day to day life you can just go or simply even if you don't want to create fictional stories or don't want to narrate your experiences too whatever the recent movie that you have watched try if you can summarize that 3 hour long movie into 5 minutes or 4 minutes or 3 minutes to your friend and once you do that you will realize two things one that you will learn how to say a lot in minimum words possible and second you will also learn how to narrate a story so these are the two things that you can awesome and hardik that just gave me an idea for the topic in monday my guess i'm going to ask people to narrate a story that like from maybe their favorite fictional book or a favorite movie and then put them in in a 3 minute long uh, speech and how they can improve their storytelling skills so i'm going to use it that well uh, i know that i've been taking too much of your time thank you so much for man this this is my one of my personal favorite podcast episodes that i've ever recorded i thoroughly enjoyed the conversation i loved listening to your insight and lessons and i'm pretty sure the people who were listening to us would have got a shit ton of value from uh, this podcast episode pardon my language and hadik before we call it off is there anything any last piece of advice that you will give to our audience considering that they are in the age group of 18 to 25 majorly probably in high school undergrads or recent graduates sure so you know uh, i failed ca finals four times after i decided i don't want to do it i still had to give ca final four times and i failed four times i failed in my relationship and initially when i was starting i did a lot of mistakes and was and failed umpteen times so if there is just one advice that i want to give you for the rest of my life is please don't be scared of failing this is your chance to fail to learn new things to do which other people say that it is impossible it is unthinkable you cannot do this just do that even if you fail it because whatever people like don't don't think of what people will think if you think of what people will think what will people think so rather just do that thing experiment with as many things as possible fail a team times learn and show this world that what did they say what they said once was impossible unthinkable unimaginable is now possible thinkable imaginable and you have done it so have that attitude because if you can learn just one skill you are going to be successful this life is too short to you know do what others tell you to do or uh, practice what others are preaching so the best way is to find it yourself and see what works for you Well, I don't think there could have been a better ending to this uh, wonderful podcast episode. Harik, thank you again for being here, and I also want to thanks all the people listening to us. If you are here, if you stuck around, uh, feel free to take a screenshot of uh, the episode wherever you're listening to it. Pod, you know, podcast platforms, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, iPodcast. Share them on your stories, and also share one lesson that you learned. Uh, from hardik when he was mentioning a lot of lessons so what stood out for you help us spread the word uh, help more people listen to hardik because I, as i have said this this is my personal uh, favorite podcast episode one of the favorite episodes that i have ever created and i think a lot more people can get a lot more value from it so this is shivansh signing off thank you hardik and thank you everyone for being here i'll see you all in the next video next live stream live next podcast episode uh, but till then keep smiling i'll take care You take care. <laughs>